am I with Seabus Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an accident on the work site and they helped me out, no worries. Yeah, they helped me out real fast. Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us. Seabus, for all of us. To consider if Seabus is right for you, visit seabussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. This is the World Cup Daily Day 29. Can you believe it? And nobody will be rallying around the West Indies anymore. They're gone. They're done, finally. A mere 27 days after their last win in the tournament, their chances of winning the World Cup are over. I'm Jeff Lemon. Adam Collins is with me. We're brought to you by Seabus Super. You can check out their work at seabussuper.com.au. And Adam, tell us about today's game in 30 seconds or less. I will. I might even do it in fewer than 30 seconds today because the West Indies were atrocious with the bat. They were bowled out for 143 in pursuit of India's 268. Coley made 72 off 82 balls for the victors. He was well supported by MS Dhoni. He made 56 not out. A big final over to push him up to a strike rate above 90 to keep the punters happy. Hardik Pandya also struck the ball well towards the end. Mohamed Shami took 4 for 16 off 6.2 overs and somehow wasn't man of the match. It's an absolute scandal. Boomerah Two, on, two in a row at one stage. Chahal a couple as well. They won by 125 runs. You're six seconds over. Yeah. Disgrace. Shameful. You've, you've let down your ancestors, your, 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 your parents. My immediate parents, family, parents. my extended family, you, my various fans. pets. You, you always apologise to the fans when, yeah. you know, when a football player is caught drink driving or something. It's always about the fans at that point. So the West Indies, I thought, you know, today they bowled like champions and they batted like losers. That's pretty much where they're at, isn't it? I mean, you look down the list, Kemo Roach, I, I believe it or not, Kemo Roach, he's 31 years old. You could have told me he was 41, I would have believed you. He's been around that long, but he bowled with that kind of, uh, with that kind of experience. He won the outside edge. A couple of times, he, um, you know, at one stage, that, that ball to get Shanker was a lovely delivery. So, I mean, he showed that they had the ability to always bowl teams out. That was never really in doubt. But- and he also was the best reviewer we've seen in this yes. World Cup. He went up for DRS for two court behinds, both of which were tiny, tiny nicks, and both of which were dead right both times. Yeah. The first one, he was so confident that he, he gave it the big celebration appeal. And then when it was given not out, he didn't even look disappointed. He just turned around to the keeper and immediately said, go upstairs, we're upstairs. We're upstairs, and he kept hand slapping yep. the whole way around. He, he hand slapped every other, every one J- of his teammates. Jason Holder agreed. Put the T signal, and then he literally just came out and just ran up and high fived everybody. He's like, "No, nah, no, nah, it's good, it's good. We've got this one covered, fellas." So that was nice to see. He uh, he's only played twice and hasn't taken a wicket so far in the World Cup. So him coming back into the side was good. There's get- two philosophical ways to pro- to approach that, isn't yeah. there? As I stumble over my words for the twelfth time in two minutes, the. The first way is to do what you say, celebrate prematurely and, and kind of get that, no, 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 it's all good, boys, don't worry about it, we've got the wicket. The other way is to, I don't know, we'll see, and keep it on the down low so you yeah. can really let it rip when the, when, the, when the red light comes up. Give it the big ones. Give it the big you ones. don't have to put on that red light. No, that's right. <laughs> Roxanne in the third umpire's box um, giving Rohit Sharma out. Anytime you can get Rohit Sharma for 18 runs is a very good day for a bowling side because he's been in terrific form. Uh, Coley has as well. Hasn't made 100, but he's made 450s on the trot and did that again today. Again, did that trick like he did against Afghanistan where he's just batting on a different pitch. Somehow he's going at a runner ball where everyone else is going, oh, can't read it, can't time it, don't know what's happening, What? don't know what 
shot I'm playing, what's happening, what's going on. Yeah, I, I quite like when Rohit's getting out first rather than second that mm. the, the Indian fans cheer him off because they know that Cole is walking out next. The Eastern stand here, yeah. we talked about it a couple of times on the show already, but it is so high up in the gods here at Old Trafford right. and it was all blue today. There wasn't there was no Pakistan fans as it was in the in the in the in the grudge match a couple of Sundays ago. Yeah. It was pure India all day, all the time. They waved their flags all day long and when Coley walked out it was one of the loudest roars we got people have been saying on the world wide web that Coley is having a poor World Cup talk about expectation management problems he's made four half centuries he's been player of the match a couple of times no this is his first one this was his first player of the match. Oh, sorry. Today. I thought he got one for for his eighty odd a couple of weeks ago. Well, nevertheless, the point being is that he has been he's been consistent uh, throughout, with the exception of getting out cheaply against South Africa back in their very first fixture. Um, you know, well, well, he's judged on a, a hell of a bell curve. Yeah, well, I, I suppose when you make a hundred every five times you head out to bat, then it's particularly the conversion thing because he converts. What is he? He's on about fifty three half centuries, I reckon, and forty one hundreds, and so when he's converting every second one for him to make two uh, sorry four half centuries and, and big ones you know 70s 80s not not 53s but not go on not convert them that's very unusual for him and so i suppose there is that judgment speaking of uh half centuries ms Doney brought up his 174th in one day cricket today i think he uh, he's he's got you know he, he was uh 56 in the last over um they loved it that that massive six he struck to finish the innings again into that east end and he sprinted off the ground like a like like he was about to go and we could keep in a test match not have 45 minutes with the sandwiches but all the same <laughs> I enjoyed the optics of that smashing hooking this six Twice. again yeah 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 two in that last but over. the last one was the final ball of the yeah. inning so it was 16 off the, so it really did it did sour a great performance from, from the Windies with the ball because they should have kept them you know they ended up making 268 but 16 of those in the 50th over like it should have been 260 to psychologically I think that hurt them when they went out to bat well it was everybody bowled well except for O'Shane Thomas who went at about what 9 and over or something he got absolutely tonked and everybody else was outstanding Jason Holder 46 dot balls he bowled out of 60 46 dots. He gave away a, a few boundaries as well, but two for 33 from 10 overs. That's ridiculous. To do that against a, a batting side like India is ridiculous. Sheldon Cottrell picked up a couple as well. Uh, they brought the, the left arm spinner Fabian Allen in for uh, Nurse. I keep <laughs> My brain keeps saying Seymour Nurse, but it's definitely <laughs> not. He's, he hasn't played for a while, Seymour Nurse. Um, but, but, you know, and, and he, the, the Fabian Allen offered control as well. Everybody did their job today with the ball uh, it was just that Thomas got they collared him and, and he wasn't able to bounce back yeah a couple of points to take from that one is that uh, I reckon I heard in the press box from the scorer James Emerson friend of ours at the end of the first innings that India absorbed 156 dot balls through their mm. innings which is unusual to have more dots than not in a one day inning so it says a bit about the acceleration and the amount of boundaries they struck along the way and secondly the ball that Alan bowled to Dhoni which somehow didn't see him stumped by Shea Hope when he was on eight. I mean, I've watched that back several times. I can't believe. He had two bites of the cherry with Dhoni about three yards down the strip. I mean, it would have been harder to have conspired not to stump him than to have just simply taken the ball and, you know, done a lap around the stumps and then whipped them off. Dhoni was walking off the ground. Odd. Yeah. Bizarre behaviour. Yeah, really, really, really strange. And that cost them quite a bit as well. Um, But you sort of get the feeling that even if India had made 180, they probably still would have won this this West Indies side. I I couldn't understand the transition because they they really looked up for it in the field. They they were 
they were busy. They were hustling about. They bowled well, as I said. And Kemo Roach, you know, for, to pick up three for 36 off 10, uh, that's bowling that would give you heart. And then they came out and batted with no heart whatsoever. They Nobody really looked to be trying that hard. There were a lot of loose sort of shots to get out, just, just whacking it to the infield. You know, Chris Gale was exactly one of those, just mistiming the pull shot. Nicholas Poran, the same way, hold out. Shimron Hetmeyer just slapped one straight to point. So they've got these really quality players. I mean, there's someone like Shea Hope who got a good ball from Shami and got bowled. But there were a lot of just uh, leaning on, even Jason Holder's shot, it, he, he gets a nice floated up delivery from the wrist spinner Chahal and he sort of saw it hanging in the air for a while and just stretched forward and slapped it, not trying to loft it, not trying to keep it down and just hits it at catchable height straight to cover. And it just seemed like their heads weren't in the game. Yeah, sometimes you see a side walk out to bat and they're gone before they start. And that's how it felt to me with the Windies today. Gale out, slapping early, nothing shot, as you say. Good ball to Shy Hope. And I reckon he was done for pace, Gale, as well, because yeah. he was, he was, that ball was through him. He was trying to pull it and it hit right up on the splice. And I, I think he's, He's pretty much gone if the bowling's quick, and that was um, Shammy again. Ambrose got done leg before. I think that was quite a crafty appeal from him to convince the central umpire. I think there was a review there. In any case, it was the, the man who'd flown out to replace Andre Russell gone for 31. They had really no reason. He, he top-scored with 31. Well, well, that, that, that was Hardik Pandya's little cutter, the little, yeah, slower, yeah, the little ball slower ball that sort of hopped through. So Because Ambrose had, had just smashed um, six... He, he, sorry, four, he, one bounce four, he'd smashed Panja yes. over mid-wicket for four and was like, yeah, nice shot, huh? And uh, Panja then just gives him the slower ball, pat, trapped him and then gave him a round of applause as he went off. <laughs> I didn't do a very good job of explaining this in the 30-second summary because the 30-second summary was trash. But mm. Muhammad Shami, four for 16, mm. and how's he not the player of the match in that, in a, you know, in a... In, in, yep. a, in an innings where they've bowled them out for 143, he's done the job early. Yep. He's finished off the tail. Mm. I have a real problem with this. Yep. It's it's far too often the batsman's award. Uh, and today's a great example of it. I think Coley was almost embarrassed when he went to collect it. Yeah. Uh, As he should be. Yeah, he Man. played Coley. Not Coley, nothing wrong. It's nothing to do with Coley. It's just more the what more can you do as an opening bowler than, than pick up the first couple of wickets and come back and finish off the tail and go to economy rate of 2.53 it's almost the perfect performance had he got through any more than 38 deliveries i'm sure that he would have taken five or more but he'd already bowled them out by then yeah sorry i'm sorry that i won so convincingly that i didn't have time to win any more convincingly yeah, yeah. But, but it's you're right it's a batsman prize the same as a brownlow medal as a midfielder's award yes. what's the point of saying it's the best and fairest it's the best and fairest in the middle six that's all it is oh if you get 30 stats well you get three votes that's right that's right and and i, I even take yeah i'm, I'm still filthy about 992 and you know how Jason Dunstall with 145 goals 139 in the regular season did not win the Brownlow in 92 it's an absolute disgrace uh, Jasbit Boomerah I reckon they've reached a point now opposing how sides how Scarlett at fullback never won a Brownlow <laughs> he, we got about three votes well, in his career and he'd, he'd, he'd have 32 possessions from fullback well Peter Knight's still Peter Knight's came second in the Brownlow in 1976 after missing half the season anyway we, we, anyway we topic. anyway I, I Jas- apologise to everyone in India listening to this being very <laughs> or anyone in Sydney for that matter yeah. um, Jasbit Boomerah I reckon he's reached a point now remember when Glenn McGrath was, his, was at his absolute best in one day cricket yeah. they stopped trying to score off him they made the rational decision that it's easier 
to face Glenn McGrath off and, and let him bowl, you know, none for 26 off 10. We'll rather that than bother scoring. Boomer today, two for nine off six. I think he was none for six off his first four. Then he yep. picked up two wickets immediately upon returning when he was on a hat trick at one point. I put on Twitter, there is no doubt he's taking his hat trick. And we'll, and we'll come to the hat trick delivery in a moment. But just a philosophy of facing Boomer, a side has got to find a way to do better of scoring against him at the pointy end of this tournament, or he's going to smother someone in a final. Mm. You, you, this is not sustainable. Batting out a player in 2019 doesn't work. Yep. He was um, analysed by the, the Crick Fizz analyst, Ben Jones, yep. on Twitter as being the perfect attacking bowler and the perfect defensive bowler. He's two in one because what he does with his immaculate line, he's unhittable when he wants to defend, but he's also so dangerous with the pace that he operates at and the way he moves the ball. So there's just really nothing you can do about him. And, and there is still – I literally had a moment today where I, I was looking down at the laptop and I looked up as he came into bowl and I thought – Who's that spinner? Because he was coming in off. Because he comes in off about four steps. There's no doubt. He's I still run, haven't got used to it. No, he's run. He's run up shorter. There's no doubt he's shortened his run up during this World Cup. Right. It's ridiculous. He yeah. comes in off. You're not wrong. It's it's. He's now because it used to be he'd walk for two steps and run for about eight. Now he walks for five of them and just starts jogging for yeah. five of them. He and Jofra Archer have two of the le- the least usual actions for two guys that bowl consistently above ninety mile an hour. They're both He'll freaks. Play until forty six. Well, let's hope so. We'll be better for it. But th- those two uh, deliveries to um, get himself on a hat trick were just mm. delicious, delicious cricket. So player of the day, Mo Shami, uh, Hall of Fame. What's in the hall? The final word, Hall of Fame for today, Adam. Well, let- let's keep going with Boomerah. Um, let's put him in there for the hat trick ball. So. Um, to set it up, the crowd is going absolutely wild in that aforementioned Eastern stand. And you'd think that on your hat trick, I remember when Shane Warne was on his hat trick and mm. he consulted Damien Fleming, the previous bowler to take one, as it happens to be earlier that year. Yep. And he said, to just bowl your stock delivery. Just bowl your stock delivery. And I've, I reckon I've heard that repeated, that story, over, mm. over and over over the years. Um, and Warne, of course, ended up bowling a top spinner, but by the by. Um, Boomer has got several stock deliveries. No, what he decided to instead do was bowl the absolute perfect Steve Harmison slash Jasbit Boomer to Sean Marsh. Slower ball. Regrettably, it was kept out. Had he got it underneath the bat and completed the hat trick, it would have been mm. the most beautiful piece of bowling. But who thinks that? Who thinks I'm going to bowl the above the eye line slower ball at 97 kilometres an hour? I can bowl 150. I'm going to bring it back to 97 kilometres an hour when I'm on a hat trick. It says a lot about the way, how, what, a, what a clever cricketer Boomer is. I love bringing it back to 97. Best of 97. <laughs> but one, a great year for music. I've said it repeatedly. If that's not the best year for... <laughs> doesn't everyone say that about their first year of high school? Isn't that a thing? We do. It probably is. We definitely don't have time for that tangent today because we'll be here for a long time while, really, while you really go through will. the best of Smash Mouth or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> Living against that boo album, we'll get a run startable. <laughs> we don't need no one to tell us what to do. So it, that that slower ball was a piece of perfection. It was it was gorgeous. Um, I'd also have to nominate Sheldon Cottrell's six, which yeah. he came in. He classic tailender stuff, uh, facing the leg spinner Chahal. He smears four out through square leg on the sweep. Then he goes, all right, I'm just going downtown. Bank ninety five meter six. There, there are these big red um, grandstand structures at Old Trafford, which we're looking at at the moment. One of them's the hospitality area, and there's quite a narrow sort of gap underneath that between that and the seats. He he hit it so flat, it went into that gap and into the 
the back row of the seats underneath the hospital stand. It was a gorgeous strike. And then he's like plum LBW that two balls later. Yeah, it was the most plum LBW I've ever seen. The charcoal wrong and it was, a, it was gorgeous. But the six you're talking about, if you put Aaron Finch down the striker's end, who I'd say is probably the best hitter of a ball to long on in the game at the moment, near enough to it. He could hit that ball a hundred times and not get it through that gap, I reckon, due to the how flat it was a ninety-five metre strike of the ball, and it didn't get higher than about twelve metres off the ground, just enough to, as you say, get over those seats. And his and his wrist didn't move at all. They were like Jasbit Boomer's wrist as he struck the ball when Boomer bowls. So that was that was wonderful. I'm going to add Mo Shammy as well, only because uh, I, I don't know which wicket it was, but he went up and did a an extremely camp impersonation of Sheldon Cottrell's wicket celebration. I'm not sure what inspired it, but Virat Kohli absolutely loved it. So a bit of personality from from Shammy, who's a, a favourite of mine. Well, we've we've had Cottrell in there a few times, but I'm putting him in again. <laughs> Sheldon Cottrell's in the Hall of Fame for about the ninth time. Uh, that's the end of part one. We'll be back in a moment. Jeff, how about this? We've got a new spin on Nerd Pledge, but it's sent through by our great mates Seabus Super. Really? Tell me what we've got. 9.29. Okay, so that would have to be 9 for 29, which mm. would be the New Zealand batting collapse against Pakistan when Yassir Shah took 8 for. It's very good for him. You're spot on. But 9.29% is also Seabus Super's average annual return for their default investment option over the last 34 years. I did not anticipate that completely organic segue, goodness me. Uh, do we have another number? We do, actually, as it happens. 50. Okay, 50 is probably the most common number in cricket, maybe aside from naught, so that's not too clear. But maybe it's the good bit of Bradman's career in between the debut at the Echo where he sucked and then the last test where he made a duck. Very nice. Right again. Also, $50 billion is how much of their members' money CBUS currently have invested. Well, I've learned something new. CBUS Super, the industry super fund hitting your retirement for six years. You can visit cbussuper.com.au to find out more. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. This is the final word, World Cup Daily, day 29. We're about to get into the dirty 30s as we say goodbye to our 20s, looking back on the times that have been, the things we've learned and the way we've grown as people. India have only two days off, then they have to take on England, their next assignment on Sunday. England cranky, uh, Johnny Bairstow coming out today and saying that everyone in England's been waiting for them to lose so that they can uh, get stuck into the England cricket team because they like losing more than they like winning or something along those lines. Yeah, if you read Bairstow's comments entirely in that piece, it isn't that bad. But when you just pull out the bits that uh, which you reference there, Jeff, it's going to be it's going to be nasty tomorrow, I think. And if and if it were to be the case that England get bundled out by India, I, I think we're going to hear a lot about this. The idea that the England team felt they weren't supported and so on. This could get ugly if they don't qualify. This could be really messy. I think it's just sounding so defensive. And I was having a chat with a couple of people about this today. The the thing that particularly Owen Morgan has been so defensive and so chippy and so kind of unwilling to 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 display any sort of happiness or open himself up at all during this World Cup. It's been they're very much treating the media as the enemy, which and from the start, even before things started getting tough, it was it's it's been pretty chilly in, in all of those press conferences. Mm, yeah, I, I think that might be a Morgan thing, really. That's not strictly speaking been my experience with them. So I don't know if I would quite see it that way, but I definitely agree. That is to say, before the tournament, they were very open and very positive and very forthcoming. Morgan as well, one-to-one. But there has been, to my way of thinking anyway, a decided shift. And 
I understand that they they feel under pressure, and I understand it's gonna that's gonna come out in different ways. Uh, but yeah, I I don't feel as though uh, the narrative that the media are against them, if that's the way it plays out, is a particularly compelling one. Because frankly, they're not. No one is against the English cricket team, apart from. Um, other sets of fans and so on. And when it comes to the, the vibe around cricket in this country, everybody, everybody wishes them well because they know the, the restorative effects it could have for the game more broadly if they do hold up that trophy, which they're not out of yet either. I mean, the idea that we're sort of, you know, we're, we're, we're sort of marching them to the gallows after what has been two losses in the last couple of games. I mean, there's a long way to go in this tournament if they win against India. West Indies, the best thing they can do for the tournament is lose to Sri Lanka so that Sri Lanka stay alive as well and, and that little uh, strand of the story stays in there. They've been sorely disappointing, the Windies, after they smashed Pakistan in the first game. I was red hot on them. I was like, yes, they're going to march to the semis. They've been they've been dregs ever since. They nearly beat New Zealand, but that was a, a fluke from a one, one-off brilliant performance. And aside from that, they haven't really yeah Yeah, really interesting that Jason Holder said tonight that um, it's their worst format of the game, which yeah. I don't know read what you want from that but uh but still for having started so brightly to have ended so limply and they've got still got two games to go they, they might get messy yeah well they, they might be the side to lose to afghanistan as they did in the world t20 of in fact i reckon they will be and uh what sri lanka before they take on the windies have to take on south africa that's the game tomorrow on day 30 that's up in durham and sri lanka have to win that to keep themselves alive against another deadbeat side so they, so they get they get two very depressed uh sides with nothing yeah. to gain to to try to keep themselves in it so on twitter a mathematician has calculated the probability of each side making it through and, and the argument goes that sri lanka are about a 16 percent chance of getting through to the semi-finals based on you know i don't know how that what inputs go in there but people are kind of missing the point that the windies are Cooks and South Africa are already eliminated. So Sri Lanka, I don't know. I think they're, they're they're a pretty strong show tomorrow. And if they get over the line there, then they are still very much in this tournament. And and good on them. They're the ones that started all of this in the first place. So I hope they have some good luck on the way to the finish line. And a word for Durham as well. We've had to wait. What is it? Day twenty nine. It'll be day thirty when the tournament finally arrives in the northeast of England. They're not going to be the most interesting games apart from maybe England New Zealand at the very tail end. But I'm sure they'll have a great time because they are wonderful people up there. Bull Durham. Uh, that's enough from us today. This has been the final word. World Cup Daily Day 29, uh, brought to you by Seabus Super. You can find their work at seabussuper.com.au to sort out your retirement finances. And uh, aside from that, well, it's brought to you by us, Jeff Lemon and Adam Collins. You can also find the weekly show, the longer interview-based show. We've uh, done an interview with Joss Butler of England before they lost to Australia, so he was fairly cheerful. And uh, that will be going up sometime in the next day or two whenever we get around to finishing it off. Yeah, listen to Joss. It's good. And, of course, stick with us tomorrow because tomorrow we'll be into the 30s, believe it or not. See you then. I ain't protected, brother, I ain't fenced. And if my future questions, my current senses, that'll be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty road this, so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. Hundreds of thousands of us are building a future we can all be proud of. For over 34 years, the growth CBUS My Super option has returned an average of 9.29% per annum for its members while investing in projects that not only create jobs, but something better. CBUS for all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.